Anyone that's got a penis the size of their thumb that's confident enough to get naked on a stage in front of attractive women and gay men has confidence, and that's me. <laughs> Alright, what's up guys? Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of what is probably the most the most inconsistent podcast in the world at this stage. Uh, this is episode three. Uh, finally, it's it's made to happen. Uh, I've uh, got a guest with me at the moment. And, uh, you're right. You're right there, buddy. I'm, good, I'm a little bit excited. <laughs> he's one of Australia's only ones with more than a million followers on every single platform. Other than MySpace. MySpace, yeah. But that doesn't matter too much. You only need a top eight for MySpace. <laughs> Today we've got Jackson O'Doherty here. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for joining us, mate. Pleasure to be here, brother. How's everything been, mate? You've been a busy man over the last year, I feel like. Firstly, let me interrupt you there, Justin. Please don't assume my gender. <laughs> I won't tolerate that on this podcast. You've been a busy... Human. Individual. I've been a busy human. <laughs> individual. <laughs> no, yeah, I have been busy, man. I've been getting all over the place, um, doing plenty of traveling, plenty of filming all around the place. Yeah, it's been good. You've just recently got back from the States for the second or third time this year. That's the third, second trip. Second third trip, trip maybe. I can't remember. Yes. <laughs> second or third, something like that, yeah. I didn't even know you were back until... Uh, Came back a little bit little bit early. I was back a few days earlier. I'd, I'd come home a few days earlier, but yeah. Any reason behind that? I don't know, man. Like, just mixed opinions on uh, LA, America, stuff like that. Like, it's great for opportunity. Got a lot of um, a lot of influencers are out there, a lot of people to collaborate with. There's a lot going on. Yeah. You get a lot of work done, but... I just like it in small doses. Uh, the first few trips I did there, I was there for quite a while, a couple of months, a couple yep. of times. So um, maybe I just got burnt out when I was out there. I had a few bad, nothing overly dramatic happened. I just kind of, it's just so full on. There's just sirens 24 seven. There's just junkies and homeless people just fighting and screaming everywhere. And LA just, traffic. LA traffic. There's no beaches. There's no nothing just to kind of switch off and relax. There's no such thing. Like you think you can have your own peace and quiet in your Airbnb or your hotel to switch off, listen to music, kick back. But there's always, like I said, sirens or people screaming or there's always something going on. Yeah. And this one was, uh, you were there, you you took part in the in the Challenger Games. I did. I did. How was that? It was good, man. I had a really bad, I was, well, I didn't have it until about a week before, but I, um, I've had a lot of back injuries, as Shami stated in today's <laughs> earlier video. I've had a lot of back injuries since I was about 16. I um, When I left school, I was doing bricklaying and I kind of started hurting my back a lot then playing rugby gym stuff like that and um it just always comes and goes probably like once every two or three months i'd say my back gets injured for a few weeks and um yeah i went to just practice doing some sprints and i heard it instantly just practicing and running around doing some sprints over there during the game no no i was just here oh, about here. a week before i went away and i've hurt my back i thought it might have been like a disc or something but i just chilled out ice baths just recovering so I went on the day not feeling the best, but I couldn't even get down. I don't know if you found the footage or not, but I went like, at the starting. You know, <laughs> have you know sprints? How people start right down, they boost off to go. Yeah. I had to start the race standing up. I couldn't get I down. I did see it. You looked ridiculous. I looked, I looked so fucking <laughs> stupid, man. I couldn't get down, even get the nice advantage push off. But I came fourth out of nine in my sprint and only just came fourth. I wasn't far off third and second, but I'd say with a better start, I'd probably have a better chance, but it is what it is. I was actually impressed <laughs> that you got fourth. I saw that and I'm like, I didn't realize that no, you were actually the, quite a fast runner. Mate, I, the day that I hurt my back practicing, because it only happened about half through practicing, I was timing myself doing 100-meter sprints. And the person who beat me on that day in the thing, I had actually ran half a second faster than the winner of that thing. So yeah, I can wow. I can run pretty quick. I used to be very fast in school. I played footy my whole life. I was a pretty sportsy person. I haven't been for at least four years now since doing all the social media stuff. And as you get older, you kind of drift away from the sports. But yeah, growing up, younger, I was all about running. I used to do a lot of sprints and stuff like that. Yeah. So 
And then that went straight into a an interest, interesting controversial wedding, I guess we could call it. Very controversial wedding. <laughs> no, was Tell us wedding. about that. How did how did you get to be get invited to that? Was that sort of last minute, or you've been invited for a while? Or yeah, yeah. I um basically so like I know Jake pretty well. I mean, Jake have kind of hung out a few times now. He speaks to me every now and then when when I'm out here. But uh, he actually hit me up and said, "Do you want to come to the Challenger Games first things first? And the first day we got there, Jake had something up about his wedding. And I was like, um, you should have told me earlier. I would have come and been your flower girl. I just replied to it. And he goes, bro, I completely feel like you're in town. Why don't you come? I come on the jet, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not going to say no to that. So That looked like an interesting jet ride. It was a very interesting <laughs> jet ride. Very fun, very crazy. Um, but yeah, we were in bed the morning because we were checking out of Airbnb that day that the um, jet was leaving to go there and stuff. And me and Kristen were very tired because like, the whole day of the Challenge Games would have been 40 degrees. And just running we did i did a few runs that one day and just being out in the sun from like 11 a.m till 7 or 8 p.m and just a long tiring day we kind of woke up the next day a little bit tired still and we're just like oh let's just not go who cares it's just a wedding because we didn't want to drink either it's just we- a wedding that uh that probably is it real <laughs> is it real everyone's asked come yeah, on yeah, yeah. what and- are your thoughts um, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's just from both standpoints, I think clearly it was just for a social media stunt, but at the same time, they did technically get married. So whether they did it for a genuine reason or not, I don't know that. I wasn't told that. But from what I see, even when I was around them on the plane with no cameras filming, no nothing, they're only on a plane with like 30 people that are all family and close friends. They're on each other's laps, kissing, saying I love you to each other. Very, get along very well. Even on the bus to the hotels and stuff, there was no one recording, no nothing going on. They're just... So you think it could be real? I, yeah, How man, real I'm, could it be? I, what are the, it's been only a few months. That we've yeah, been yeah. I, look, I'm 50-50. I think, uh, you know, they're, they're business people. They're also intelligent with social media. They're doing well. They, a lot of, they're very controversial uh, people on social media. The Paul brothers, especially even Tanner, uh, Jake's wife now. Um, he did a, seemed to make some bank off a, off, off a live stream from it. Or? Is it weird if I look in the camera? No, it's not. Okay, cool. They <laughs> actually um, made over a million dollars US from the pay-per-view live stream. That's insane. insane, insane, man, insane. I'd have a, I'd get married for a few months if I'd if marry I my brother. <laughs> I'd marry my dad for a dollar. We've got to touch on the fight. Which one? At the wedding. Oh shit! The fight <laughs> at the wedding. I almost forgot about it. <laughs> what happened? You, it, judging by your angle in the vlogs, you seem to be pretty up. I was right very close next to, to where it. it. Yeah, yeah. So the people who were in there in the seats. So there's only about. 60 seats in there and that was for people who were invited friends family i don't i don't know how i've managed to squeeze into this circle of a f- close friend of his or not but whatever it is what it is um yeah we were seated there and um i was filming on my phone i was chatting to Kristen. uh lance stewart was behind me me and him were having a yarn and then i wasn't actually filming at the exact time but then i just hear a glass smash some people yelling i've turned around and there's just punches and people getting swung around and i've started recording about 10 seconds into it and uh, next thing I do, I turn around. Christian's been barged onto the through all the chairs, and um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it, was, it happened, and it was done and over very quickly. Who was it? Because what happened? It, I heard it was someone threw a glass of water onto. onto it was a glass of champagne through. Yeah, they were, I don't know who he was. I don't think he was a social media person or anything. I don't even know how he was there, who he is, but because I'm not going to lie, when I did first see that as well, I was like. I reckon that's set up as well. They, yeah. They're charging people for this. There's got to be a little bit of drama mm. thrown into here. What do you do? You think it could have been? It's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. Like, like I said, like obviously it was just a social media sort of thing. Like, I mean, you know, they wanted to make some money off it, make some content out of it. It's pretty funny, interesting out there. Like, obviously, and that's the thing. It's like it's controversial content. It's you know, some people loved it, a lot of people hated it, but that's why they do that stuff. They they want that big explosion of controversial. You know what I mean? It's like. 
you, you can, yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it's like if they, if people really want to make money being controversial and doing these big moves and like that, that, the wedding cost them like half a million dollars. Yeah, wow. Well. It's like, and there's a reason why they're all at the top of, you know, the YouTubers sort of list. They're going to efforts. If it was a fake or a real wedding, I don't even know. I was never told. They never spoke about it. I, I don't know exactly the reasons, but from when you get there, there's 50, there's like 50 camera crew strong people with mics. MTV was there. There's like 30 barbers and hairdressers doing the girls makeup something it's like a full-blown wedding day it wasn't like you rock up to this big house and there's just a wedding in the backyard it was like like proper wedding food there's caters there was butlers there was music there's two different bars in the house it was like a proper like proper hollywood wedding wedding. a proper wedding yeah it was in vegas yeah it's a proper vegas hollywood wedding it was like so but yeah look at the end of the day whether it was real or fake i'm not too sure um but props to them. They put in a lot of effort. They made a bit of money. They got some good content. They know how to bring attention. To exactly them, right. Sure. They know how to capture the uh, attention of people. Speaking of attention, you're uh, you're not shy to causing some attention <laughs> on yourself as well. You've got, uh, what do we got? You're 7.5 mil on Facebook. Instagram, 3.8 mil. YouTube, 2.2 mil. Uh, and and TikTok, 1.8 mil. I spent a lot of money to get all those followers. <laughs> a lot of money. All of my money. Nah. Yeah, no, there's some good numbers there. That's cool. That's, yeah. Do you consider yourself more of a particular platform? Do you call yourself a YouTuber or an Instagram? I don't, I don't refer to myself as a YouTuber at all. I've never really gone out of my way to film videos for YouTube exclusively or to do YouTube style content. I'd started on Facebook and I didn't even do Instagram at the time or YouTube for a good year or two. I was just doing Facebook content. I found Facebook at the time was probably the most relevant and best place to do content on in in Australia anyway. I wasn't thinking outside of the country. I wasn't thinking outside of my hometown. I was just making videos because I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'd say Facebook's where I started. And then, you know, the the videos went viral on Facebook eventually. So I don't know, maybe just the same formula works for every platform. Like some videos do and don't always work, but yeah, I don't know. I just do content. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't classify yourself as one in particular? No, not really. Is there is there one you prefer over others? Do you have you you've had some stories over the last uh, I'd probably say about a month ago where it seemed like you had some beef with a just social media in general, oh, like you were getting. I, over I have it. for probably two years. I've had some beef with social media. <laughs> you getting Mark Zuckerberg? If you're watching, I will find you. <laughs> and I'll thank you for giving me a job. Yeah, and then I will get upset. But yeah, no, basically, it's just like I don't know. Everyone watching doesn't think or know about the amount of effort that we go to do what we do, you know, to the naked eye or to the casual fan or to people who don't like us or people who just watch us sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, they've gone to the shops, they've bought this, they did this video. Oh, they're just pissing their pants in public. Oh, they're just hurting themselves. But it's like, you know, sometimes we spend days upon days recording one video. We might spend a couple hundred dollars, might spend a couple of grand. Like the video I shot a month ago, I actually filled up Michael's car with concrete I had to organize mechanics, concreting companies, I had to pay all sorts of things, I had to buy Michael a new car, I had to fill the car up, I had to do a lot of stuff, you know, it's a whole day or more of my time, a lot of my money, and people sit around and say, oh, you're just doing it for the money, I was like, no, I do it because I enjoy making myself laugh, making people laugh, I enjoy the reactions, I like to make other people laugh and enjoy content, that's just what we do as entertainers, you know, some people get into this for money, and that's cool, each to their own, I've, I've like, I could have made easily 10 times the amount of money I made since I started social media, but I don't really care. I just like, as long as I've got enough to live comfortably, help my family and put money back into content, I'm happy. But yeah, it's just like people, like for example, we could record a whole video for a day, two days, spend money, like a couple hundred bucks, whatever, hurt ourselves and do this, edit it for a few hours and post it and boom, Instagram or Facebook just removes it. It's just because like, 
fair enough, you know, some of the content we used to do is probably pretty touchy, you know, running around naked or vomiting on each other or jumping on rakes and fireworks on each other's beds when we're sleeping. You know, some of it's pretty pretty borderline that you wouldn't want kids to kind of see. And, you know, that's cool, but that's not up to us where the kids are watching it. Like, it should be up to parents. Yeah. Like, if I have a kid that's four years old on my phone watching social media, I'm not going to leave them unattended watching YouTube because I know the stuff that's on there. How do you think parents can control that, though? Like, it's pretty it's, hard. It's very, it is very hard because you're not going to sit there by them for hours whilst they watch their YouTube videos. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I do. Look, I agree with a lot of the stuff they do. I think I speak out of frustration sometimes when I'm a bit worked up over social media when they remove things. But to me, it's like people that don't understand it. It's just like they could imagine you know, going going to their job for a whole week, Monday to Friday, and doing what they do, being told what to do by their boss, working hard for the whole week, and then at the end of the week, like, not being paid because, you know, something happened or something. Or it's not, not really even that. It's like working on something that they're passionate about, you know, like a side hobby, whether that's building a brand or a clothing line or starting a supplement company or creating a video that took you a week to record, spent $1,000, you put yourself in physical and mental pain, you were stressing out, trying to get it edited, and you posted it. I mean, on the exact same day, boom, the video's removed because it's not compatible for instagram but and it's not only the fact that it's not making you money it's the fact that it won't even be seen exactly right like, i don't care if every video doesn't make money that's the le- that's the last thing on my mind because like I've, i save i do well with money i don't waste money i don't flaunt expensive things i don't do that shit but it's like at least just leave the video up so people can watch it like if they're going to restrict it it's just like no point doing it because no one's going to see it. it's like i make it so people can watch it and enjoy it i don't make it so they can just get removed it's just Especially when I've tried to tone my content down multiple times and stop doing crazy stuff. I go from here to here. Boom, still happens. Down to there, still happens. It's like the only options left are to, do, to turn into one of them gay guys that does makeup tutorials or to do... <laughs> I t- actually think you would suit that. I probably would. I probably would. I probably have a lot of gay people that enjoy what I do. I get a lot of messages, which is cool. I support it. I'm not gay, but I still support it. I'm going to re- rewind just for one sec. You said you're not gay. Have you ever been close <laughs> to being gay? <laughs> Once, once. Can we share that story? <laughs> we can share it in a very G-rated version. It was a New Year's Eve bender. Me and Marty, Michael, Shami, Michael Fallon, Lockie, Nigel, everyone was there. And me and Michael got close. As a joke. As a joke. How, how, how do you get close? How does that even happen? Well, we all muck around. We've got a real gay sense of humor, a lot of us. Like, none of us are... We're very comfortable with our sexuality. We're not gay... You just got a bit too curious. A bit, a bit, no, not even curious. <laughs> we were just like, we'd been drinking for like three nights. I hadn't slept. I was the only one that hadn't slept. And Michael's always just the weird Michael, you know, disgusting Michael, sculling his own urine and ripping off his toenails. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. There's just some weird, weird ideas were getting thrown around at 8 a.m. after three days of drinking. And we were just sitting there. I was like, no, nah, this ain't going to happen. I can't do this. Well, as they say, you ain't a man till you had a man, right? Exactly right. And I nearly had a man. That, um, that may or may not be true, that story. You guys can be the judge. Let's uh, let's go on to Insta. I want to talk about social a little bit. There's been there's been some big changes, obviously, in the Instagram world. Just, mm-hmm. uh, what are we talking, a couple, two weeks ago, maybe? Two, three weeks ago? Getting rid of the likes. Yeah. Been a lot of a uh, public ever. I feel like anyone who's not an influencer or anything are stoked about it, and they seem to be attacking the influencers, yeah, right. um, saying, "Oh, maybe now they can get a real job." Yeah, right. Oh, what it, do you what do you think about I think Instagram? I've, firstly, I've, taking the likes away. Firstly, to what how people are reacting. If that's what they, I don't have, I don't have a Facebook account, so I don't see what people are saying online or anything like that. I think if people are saying that, that just shows they're a bit bitter, a bit jealous towards people who are making something for themselves from doing what they enjoy look i understand and agree what they say at the same time because there's a lot of girls 
who jump on Instagram and buy 100,000 followers and then get these free products and promote them and get paid. It's just like, there's no real work behind it. It's just like, go out, take a photo, spread your legs in a G-string and I'm going to get paid now. But like, there's a difference and a fine line between a girl or a guy or whoever's just out there posting nude pics, trying to like make a bit of money out of it. Or guys like myself and other people who are spending five, six days a week, day and night, editing, filming, spending our own hard-earned money, putting ourselves through physical and mental pain to do our content, thinking of ideas, always having to be on edge. We always got to speak to people out in public. We do a lot of stuff. And look, in terms of like the whole Instagram thing, I, I support it. I think it's great. I, I'm probably one of the only influencers that I've spoken to that actually likes it. I think it's cool. Like, why, why do you say that? I think multiple things. At first, I thought it might be a problem when it comes to working with people and stuff like that in terms of like the brands and companies you work with might not be able to see the engagement. So it's like, obviously, like if you if you owned a company and you're going to pay someone to promote your stuff, you're going to want to see how the post goes. Yeah. Because you're going to want to know, do I pay them again? Did it go well? Did it go bad? Who knows? But the thing is, it's only Australia that's being tested. So America, the UK, Russia, Europe, everyone in the world can still see likes, except for us. Do you think it's a test or is it just a slow It's a test phase for three in? months. So Canada was tested for three months. Theirs ended about two or three weeks ago. So it did go back. And it went back to normal. And okay. everyone said they wanted it back to no likes. Everyone. And I... At first, just the first couple of hours, just because I was so overwhelmed with what, what to think of it all. I was like, oh, this is weird. It doesn't suck. It's not great. It's not good. It's not bad. But maybe it's going to damage people who are working with people, like you said, like, oh, I have to get real jobs. But I've never relied on brand deals or promoting things to make my income at all. I always do other stuff. But I think it's good for those people who are a bit self-conscious or a bit insecure or feel like they're constantly competing and comparing themselves to the girl next to them who's getting a thousand likes. They're not getting a thousand likes. They're not as cool. They're not as good looking or same with guys who are posting videos. Oh, that guy got 5 million views. I'm only getting 5,000 views. I'm not as good. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's a healthy move by them. Do you really think that's, it's going to stop that though? And Instagram is claiming they're doing it for mental health and all of this. I, I call bullshit on that. And yeah. I call bullshit to anyone who's saying that it's going to help that as well, because mm-hmm. we I feel like everyone is always going to just try find that in one form or another anyway. Whether they've got the likes there, they're only going to find it in another way just to yeah. compare themselves by Still another. Still get that dopamine fix. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I agree as well to an extent. I think I think what you're saying is make, makes sense as well. I just think like when you can't actually see it, it's like, I, I've already forgotten about it. I've mm. already forgotten that it's even there. I just keep scrolling through. I don't care. Like I don't spend a lot of my time on social media. I jump on, I post my content. I'll reply to some messages, some comments, do a few things. I'll go live, speak to some fans, do some business stuff and I'll jump off. I don't sit there and scroll, 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 looking at everyone else's lives. I'm not really, I don't really care that much about it all. As long as my friends and family, the people close to me are all happy, healthy, living a good life and cool. That's good. I don't need to go and look through the explore feed at all these people I don't know's posts and stuff like that. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm 50, 50 on it. I understand why people don't like it and I understand why people do. I'm just a bit optimistic on it. Yeah. What, what were you like growing up? Were you, uh, have you always been the energetic, were you the class clown kind of guy? As early as I can remember. Correct. Yep. As early as I can remember, even like in like kindergarten, you know, we did like a little end of year performance thing where we like dance do this little weird, silly little dance. Like the whole class did this dance in front of our parents and friends, blah, blah. And it was like that, you know, that our house in the middle of the... <laughs> and I was doing this and like thrusting and shit. And I was like three or four. And you were the house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and yeah, no, I've always been, always been that idiot. I guess you could call it attention seeking. I don't really care. Like it's not so much attention. Well, I guess it is. It's, it's kind of, but it's more so it's just like, I love to just make people laugh. I just like, you know, there's so much sad, negative 
crazy crap going on every day in this world. Like there's so many negative, horrible people out there that make everyone else feel shitty. There's all this horrible shit going on around the world. It's just constantly bad news, bad news, bad news, and people complaining and arguing and hating each other. It's like, I just like seeing people smile. I like seeing people laugh. I like to just do weird stuff. And, you know, I also like to annoy people a bit, you know, it's like, just get reactions. Like, I like to creep people out. I like to do gross stuff. Like, in school, I used to just pick up handfuls of dirt and eat dirt in front of all the girls, you know. Like, even in high school, there was a good-looking girl in my class. I used to just stare at her like this. <laughs> until she'd literally complain to the teacher. Like, I just do weird stuff, you know. And, yeah, I've also been to jail for it. You've been to jail? No. No. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> that could have opened up another half-an-hour podcast on its own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ever been expelled or suspended? I did I did get uh, expelled in year nine. What was that for? Um, I don't know. Long story short, it was just like... <laughs> not a good story. <laughs> Probably not something to share. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll have to hear about this afterwards. We'll, we'll talk about this one on camera. <laughs> just, a, just some problems with a dude and stuff, and I had an AVO taken out on me, and so I wasn't actually allowed in the school. It wasn't from anything, you know, crazy. I didn't like pull a knife on somebody or steal or break things. It was just a lot of problems with someone. They had an AVO against me, so I wasn't allowed in the school. And yeah, whatever. <laughs> Did you finish school? I did year 10, my year 10 certificate. I went through to year 11. I did most of year 11 and then I left. Yeah, okay. So no year 12. Didn't, didn't finish year 12. What did you do from there? Did you, what did you do? What, what have you done for work previously before? I have done social? so many jobs. So many. I've probably never held a job longer than six months. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, I've always been a good worker. I've always worked hard no matter what it is I've done. Like, like I've done a lot. The first thing I did when I left school was bricky, uh, bricklaying, like laboring. <laughs> horrible everyone's that's favorite started, job that's when i started getting really bad back problems because i had no correct form lifting up the barriers throwing bricks up and carrying and it was just horrible just working with drunks and drug addicts and alcoholics who just drink all day at work and did that for a good probably good part of a year probably the longest job i have had to be honest did you notice back problems started there or is it definitely come on later definitely on? definitely started then like yeah. i say six months in because i was still playing rugby i was playing two games a week and i was training so like amongst rugby five days a week like eight hours you know it's like 40 hours a week of proper like brick, bricky's laboring isn't necessarily you know it's not sitting in an office like well like this sort of stuff you know it's you're out in the sun and you're constantly lifting wheelbarrows you're marching through wet mud and crap and it's honestly shit work i can't stand it yeah. like, <laughs> and um then i left from that and i i actually fractured my skull when i was 17 so I, that? that's that's why I was on the back of a work like a Ute in a car park here in the Gold Coast after New Year's Eve when I was seventeen. Everything and, happens to you at New Year's. Oh hey? mate, yeah, some horrible <laughs> shit. And we were just driving, playing. We were just ducking the concrete poles that hang down in the car parks. And I've just come up a bit early. And got, I don't remember any of the day. Got cleaned Ugh. up. Front side. Then I fell off a jacked up Ute, smacked the other side of me face on the ground. Don't remember anything still to this day. And just woke up in hospital and morphine. The people I was with weren't very good friends. They didn't tell my parents I wasn't there at all until like the next day. So mum and dad had no idea. I was just in hospital holding on by a thread and they flew up instantly. A mate of mine was living in the UK and he was just like working in nightclubs and pubs and stuff. The day I basically turned 18, I went out to the UK on my own just to live and work. I didn't go to the same place as my friend. I went to a different place first. Moved to a place called Cardiff, which is in Wales. It's the capital of Wales and stayed there for a good year or so. And I met a girl there. We, we dated for about four years. Yeah, um, well. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Like I was there till I was about... Nearly twenty, and she came back to Australia with me for a few years and stuff like that. And it was awesome, man. I loved living out there, and I just worked in pubs and nightclubs for a good two years. It's yeah. Cool. 
did it uh, eventuate into other styles of pubs and or nightclubs from there? Pretty uh, much. Something got a uh, in, in the interview I did with Shami. <laughs> he mentioned the way you two met. <laughs> oh yeah, we met in a, um, a topless waitering slash strip club in Sydney. Yeah, so you were a you were a male stripper. Is it? Would you say it was a male stripper or mainly topless a topless waiter? waiter. You did um, a bit of both. A little, little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I did a little bit of both, but mainly topless waitering. And I guess that got you. Uh, that, that explains your confidence and willingness to get your clothes off these days. Anyone that's got a penis the size of their thumb that's confident enough to get naked on the stage in front of attractive women and gay men has confidence. Enough in me. <laughs> Any interesting stories from doing that job? No, not really. It was pretty like just whatever. Tame. It was pretty full on. Like I don't know, man. It's like we, I've definitely learned women are crazier than guys. Yeah. Not not like mentally and just in like they're more of a pain. But in terms of drinking and partying, I don't know. I think a lot of people know that. Girls just, nights out. Just insane, man. But it's also very, it's a very sexist place, very double standards place to work. It's like dudes walking around working and this and that. Women just squeezing their ass, slapping them on the bum, groping them, grabbing them, talking to them the way they do. You're like if men talk to women like that, it's like it's like at the end of the world kind of thing, you know. The feminists will have a, uh, have a well, yeah, good exactly time with right. this one. <laughs> I don't get involved in all that politics and the feminist yeah. bullshit, oh, but I, I, I just put, I just like back then I used to think about it, I was like, imagine if. I was a girl walking around getting groped and this and that. It's like, fair enough, I'm at a strip club, you know, like this is going to happen. But You'd be in jail. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly, yeah. So you've been around a little bit. You're living in Brisbane. Would you say you're living here? You, you seem to, yeah. Yeah, you I live in Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, Brisbane's been home basically since January last year. I did spend seven months overseas last year, but I'd say Brisbane's home. And because you're originally from Newcastle. About an hour north of Newcastle in a very small little town called Nelson Bay. It's out of the middle of nowhere, pretty much. It's probably like the most nicest waters and beaches I've ever seen in Australia. But I did move to Newcastle. I always played footy in Newcastle and stuff. I moved to Newcastle first. But yeah, I don't know. I just always found Brisbane. I used to come here a lot to film with Shami before I'd moved here anyway. I would have been here seven or eight times just to film with Shami before then over weekends and just to come up for a week at a time. And I've always liked Brisbane. I've always thought the people here are friendly. It's a very... It's like a real chilled, happier version of Sydney. Yeah. You know what I mean? A very smaller, chilled, more... It's just easier to live. It's just everyone's a lot friendlier. The weather's nicer. I don't know. The Gold Coast is nice too, but I just stayed here. Yeah. Silly Salmon. We have to bring up the Silly Salmon. Yeah. It's a video you did... Well, that'd be two years ago now, easily, wouldn't same, it? Same time frame, 2017, 2018. End of year, start of... Yeah, end, start, end of 2017, start of last year, so... It's the video everyone still talks about. Mate, it's a very talkative video. Everyone still comes up to me and talks about it. <laughs> how did how do you how do you come up with something like that? How did that start? Was that a no. video idea that just came out of nowhere, or did how did that something like that start? Yeah, it was weird. Hey, it's just like this felt right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember how it is because it's been so long now. It's been like over a year and a half, and it's just like as funny as it sounds. I had that idea in my notes for probably a year before I did it because it's like. You know, me and Shami did You Won't Do It, you know, that challenge sort of thing. Yeah. I just thought off the back of that, you know, like what could be something big, you know, and I just used to write down heaps of ideas and like I had 10 other videos as, as opposed to Silly Salmon. We recorded a couple of other little ones that didn't take off and we just did the Silly Salmon and I posted it on Facebook and it was actually the, it was actually the first video I did with Luke Owen and he was like, oh, fuck. he's like, I hope it doesn't go bad. Like, it'll be my fault if it goes bad. I'm like, it's just so stressing. And then... We posted the video to Facebook and after like six minutes, it had like 9,000 likes or something like that. Wow. Well, maybe not 9,000, it was like 5,000. I don't know. It was like, it was close to like a thousand likes a minute. And I knew my Facebook page very well by then. And I knew like, oh shit, this is like a banger. This video has gone well. 
I said, maybe it'll slow down. So let's just see it after like half an hour, half an hour. And it had like 600,000 views in 30 minutes on Facebook, wow. no shares, all organic reach. And I was just like, oh, fuck, like, this is going to go crazy. And then two hours into it, three and a half million views or something like that. And it had like 20,000 shares. Woke up the next day, boom, 10 million views on the video and just kept going. I got about 60 million views the first video. And then one well, on YouTube, yeah, then there's been more on Facebook compilations on like 100 million because we made new, we did like three different parts and yeah, man, it just went crazy. <laughs> do you, is it annoying that it's still the only thing people talk about? Do you wish people would move on and sort of talk a bit more of your more current stuff or you don't mind it? Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's a reflection on me, my content. If people are still carrying on and filming, I get 20, 30 videos a day of people tagging me in their stories of them doing a silly summon. Every day, Still, every single yeah. day. So yeah, it's more of a compliment rather than, you know, like... I know I'm still making good content. I still make some pretty good videos, some funny stuff. Stuff still gets millions of views, goes viral. But that's just something that's stuck and caught on, you know. That's something that went viral every time it was posted. Everyone wanted to do it. It was a harmless, fun little video. Kids were doing it in their pools, into bushes, fountains, ponds, rivers. You know, obviously, we took it to the next level and jumped off some pretty big bridges and got into a bit of trouble. But that's kind of what I think dragged it over and made it go so viral. Um, so shout out to Luke for doing that. Um, yeah, the bridge he jumped off here in Brisbane was like, Ugh, was it's like a, big. That's a very, very big bridge. You, you don't jump off stuff that big. And not a not alone that, but the city cats that are flying through there, like, they're not ferries. They're like a speedboat ferry. You know, they're quick. Like that would just chop you up if they hit you. And as well as that, that river is just so shark infested. So he's just jumped off a crazy height without knowing the water depth into shark infested waters with currents halfway out in the river. Big, fast, heavy boats cutting around and had to try and swim back up to the shore. But a lot of props to Luki for doing that. It was a very crazy clip. You, uh, I do need to point out, you told him to do it. I also told him to do it, yeah. And <laughs> you, you're sitting here talk, talking as if he's a stupid for doing it. It's <laughs> yeah. your request. I'm silly for telling him to do it, and yeah. he's silly for doing it, but at the same time, it went crazy. And How long do you think you'll be doing this sort of stuff? Do you like, still enjoy it as much as you did? Probably another week. <laughs> next bang is coming out next week, and yeah. that's it. You're as old as you feel, and it's just like... I think, you know, I could do this for the rest of my life. I could do this, the same stuff for the next four or five years, hit 30, buy a house, buy a business, buy a car, do what I want to do, start a family, take a few years off, come back, start a family channel, start a funny family, you know, have kids and, you know, document everyone's lives and do some funny family stuff. I'd be a hilarious parent. I wouldn't know how to do it at all. Yeah. Now, the girl I'm dating, like she's got a kid and, you know, I've been around it a few times and I'm not very good with children. I'm still new to it. don't really like it. Her kid's lovely. He's very nice to me. Just cries a lot. How and, old is he? Like just turned four. Yeah, okay, so at the yeah, very at the young annoying kiddish, stage. Yeah. <laughs> at the annoying stage. Look, he's a lovely kid. He's he's a cute little kid and um he's the, the mum and dad are both cool, they're loving parents and they, they still get along, which is cool, so it makes life easy for me. But yeah, I don't I don't see the, the kid very often, but at the same time it's kinda like oh, it's too too early for me right now in my life to have a kid. But it's cool, you know, to see a little insight to what it's like and all I've seen is crying, so I don't, <laughs> I don't really want a kid anytime soon. But yeah, I just think like it's you're as old as you feel, it's like Obviously, as you grow up, you can't do the same content when you're 40 years old. You know, if a 40-year-old was wetting his pants in public, he's going to go to jail. <laughs> it's just like you get away with stuff when you're young. But I think ideally at least a few more years, you know, like, in, you know, move into what's next. Maybe get into doing some like acting work with like TV shows or movies or something like that. Even start my own company or something like that with that. You never know, like get a Netflix show, like do some really funny traveling stuff. Um, like I said, family channel, but... Do you think that could involve moving to somewhere like the States eventually or nah. you're pretty well... <laughs> no, nah, 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 I'm not Couldn't do there. it. <laughs> no, nah, I could go, you know, if it's if it's a big opportunity and there was something really, really, you know, like worth it to go there for a long period of time, like a year or two, I'd take it. Like I'd take, I'd take an opportunity when it's held before me, but 
you'll always be coming back. I'll always be coming back here. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. People are getting a life story about me right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I feel like uh, we're learning a bit more about you than... Uh, I've never been on a podcast. This is your first, pop- first podcast? First podcast. Oh, I'm uh, glad to pop your podcast cherry. I will send through the invoice later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Any near-death experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah plenty. Um, I said when I fractured my skull, I was well close, very close. Uh, if I was driving any faster than that car, they do drive, I would have been head splat. Um, there was a weekend where me and a friend were in Sydney drinking. We're probably nineteen or twenties, just when I was back from the UK. New Year's. Yeah, yeah. And we we locked it. No, no, it wasn't New Year. Sorry, it was just a random night. It was bucketing down rain in Sydney. We had a hotel for the weekend, and we were like having a little party in our apartment room, just all the boys and stuff like that, just pre-drinking. And we locked ourselves out without our phones, so we couldn't. No one could get it, let us back. We couldn't get to the floor because it was like out of hours. No one could get us up to our floor. So we did this. It was bucketing down rain, man, storming. So me and my friend have gone around. We found like the outside, like, you know, like, the emergency fire stair things used to be like on some yep. sides of it. We've, yep. we've climbed to the top of one of them and we were in the middle of the building. So there's no way to really get there other than scaling across everyone's balconies. We're at probably like floor 15, oh, like geez. really high, dripping wet rain. We're drunk as shit and drinking all day. And we're like climbing along the wet balconies and like we're sleeping, nearly just dropping down to, directly down to the road. No like building below us, no nothing, just to the road, like 15 stories. And it was like, we're walking on the edge, nothing to even hold on to, just like a tight beam thing in the rain. Oh, and with Jay, how's this though? We've jumped onto the balcony. It was like 46 or something like that, whatever it was. Knocked on the window and it wasn't even us. We were the floor above. <laughs> so these Asian people freaking out, screaming. We're like, no, 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 no. relax, relax. Shh. And they probably thought we were trying to rob them and shit. And right. called security. Security came up and said, what are you doing? And then we got kicked out and um, we like didn't get any police trouble luckily but they just kicked us out and said like you can't stay here now which is weird but that's one of the quick stories that can come to my head there's probably a lot of other interesting stories what's the best thing about social media hmm, all the views <laughs> views the followers the likes the followers <laughs> Ugh, money nah <laughs> um, that's probably what Marty Michael would say <laughs> they did <laughs> yeah um, no I don't know man it's like just being able to like you know Probably the messages I get is one cool thing. You know, people saying that they've just lost a loved one of their parents or they've just broken up with their girlfriends or they're getting bullied at school and they watch my videos and they find a reason to smile and laugh. You know, it sounds pretty pretty corny and sort of cringy, I guess. But, you know, that makes you feel good. You know, if you're like, it's like me. If I'm going through a hard time, I'll switch on a comedy movie and I'll feel pretty good or I'll listen to music. We've all got our own escapes, you know. We all, everyone's different, you know. Like, I'll listen to music and go for a run. I might watch a movie if I'm feeling really down, you know, and I'll feel better after that. There's a lot of people that come and watch some of my videos and it's just a crazy, overwhelming feeling thinking like, oh shit, these people are watching my videos and feeling happier after it. So that's pretty cool. You yeah. Know? That's something that's And it brings cool. it to a, a personal level where you can Definitely impact does. someone yeah, yeah. in a way that a movie, can't, uh, yeah. in the way movies can't and stuff. Definitely so. right, yeah. yeah. And the views and the likes are really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flip it around. What's the worst thing about social? Just how many fake people you meet, the toxic vibes, just how fake it is, man. It's like... You know, like one thing that fucking shits me hard is mainly like beauty girls do this. Not a lot of guys do this and fuck you beauty girls if you're watching. (laughs) I don't care. Some of you are great. Not all of you are bad. So don't get my words mixed up. But you get a lot of girls, a lot of Aussie beauty chicks. Yeah. And they're like, they'll, they'll do these videos. They'll gain an audience. They'll go to the Maldives and the Bahamas and Europe every weekend, which is cool. Each their own. They'll show it off. They'll flaunt this unrealistic, crazy good life. They're getting paid to do this, that, the other. Rub it in their followers' faces. But like without their followers and their audience, they wouldn't be doing that stuff. It's like they're just walking all over their fans. Treat, like don't They don't appreciate their fans. They don't thank everyone for watching. They don't thank people for 
allowing these people to have a job. Like these girls are off, and a lot of guys do it too, you know, not being sexist, girls and guys do it. It's like, without your Acting fans, that they're better than... Exactly them. right. You're acting like you're so much better than just the everyday person, you know? You're not better just because you've got followers or you get viral videos. Like, I've done multiple videos that have got millions and t- hundreds of millions of views. I don't give a shit. It's like, whether it gets a little bit or a lot, it's just like, cool, more people are laughing. I like that. But so many people will just feel like the moment they get some followers or a bit of money, they need to go and buy a Gucci bag and go to the Bahamas and show off to their followers and say, oh, I'm so much better than you because I'm a social media person. And it's like, all these people watching is they're the reason these people are doing it because they've they're giving them the time you know they're fans they're watching them and it's just like so many influencers just walk all over their fans don't appreciate it and you know just flaunt off this unrealistic bullshit life and that, that shits me <laughs> and I, that that probably brings it back to what we were talking about instagram earlier how yeah. the general public are happy because it's going to bring yeah. some of these people exactly off their right. high horse a bit exactly well, uh, we're going to move on to some questions. I uh, put a last-minute post out telling the viewers that you're going to be on the show and uh, if they've got any questions for you. But uh, we'll start with Roman Baghdadi asks, what does your family think of your YouTube career? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, look, my family, I've got an amazing family. I'm so grateful and appreciative of the family I have. They, It's not that they weren't supportive to begin with. They were more so, you know, just the traditional old-school people who want you to have a plan B and C and D, you know, yeah. get a trade or do a course, something like cool. Play it do, safe. Do what makes you happy as well. Like definitely work on this social media stuff, make your videos, but have a plan in place for this when it doesn't work out or if it doesn't like, that's why they're not going to do what they want to do. Yeah. It's like, I love my family and they're doing well. They're happy. They've given me a great life, you know, like, but I don't want anything else. It's like, I'm not going to settle for anything else. Like it's plan A, 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 A. It's like, I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah. I'm not going to go and do a personal training course. I'm not going to go and get a trade. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to waste four years or two years or however long these courses and trades take to get to never use them again. I could use that four years on my social media, which I did. And now I've qualified in this and I get to do what I want with this. And it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, look, they like it. They're happy. They're happy for me. They're supportive. They always have been. They just wanted me to have something there to fall on, but I don't, and I'm never going to. Yeah. Reese J asks, uh, how do you never seem embarrassed when you do the crazy stuff in public? Do you get embarrassed or do, is it just a big adrenaline I rush? I never, or? ever get embarrassed. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. I just think that's just something you either have or you don't. I just, you can't really fake it. You know, it's like some people get a bit nervous, a bit embarrassed when they do some things. Some people truly don't give a shit. And I'm just, is it a dopamine thing? Do you get a hit of adrenaline when it's a, when you're about to go into a scene or something? It's not even, I guess it's not so much dopamine or adrenaline. It's just like you enjoy it. It's like it makes me happy. I yeah. love like standing out in front of a thousand people and wetting my pants or screaming into my lungs or falling over and making a big mess. Like I love that shit. Like I love just, you know, all these people looking at me going, what the hell is going on? But yeah, no, I just never get embarrassed by that stuff. I don't feel humiliated or anything like that. A lot of people probably would, but. Ondi asks, uh, how's your relationship with the, the Paul brothers? So Logan and Jake, you seem to have hung out with a, a bit with them this year. Yeah, man. Like, what are they like? Oh, uh, yeah, they're cool, man. They're both really cool. Um, definitely more friends with Jake. Um, Logan's cool. Logan was nice. I've met Logan a few times. I met them both a few times. They're both pretty cool. Talkative dudes. Pretty like, you know, you can't make your mind up off what you see on the internet. That's all I've got to say. You know, I didn't know what to think of them, but then I met them. It was nothing like everyone else would think. Just two complete normal dudes, funny, talkative, friendly, pretty down to earth dudes. And, you know, they've got time for me, time for other people. They're pretty cool. Like, they've got this persona that when they're online, and obviously, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, whatever. Like, they're 24 and 23 years old and they've got $20 million each. You know, they're doing pretty well with their lives, but they don't brag or show off or act like they're too cool. You know, they're pretty cool guys. So, 
The Observant asks uh, along those lines, I guess, uh, why don't you set up a Logan Paul-style sporting event for Australia? Could be fans oh, yeah. versus creators. That could be pretty cool. That could be really cool, actually. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I'm down. Alrighty, Chris Mack asks, uh, does Riley Reed give a, a good massage? And he's, and he's put a winky face at the end of that. Yep. <laughs> Riley Reed does give a good massage. She helped me out uh, at, the, at the Challenger Games. Let's make that clear in the middle of the day <laughs> on camera. She's, she's actually seeing my friend. Are they actually seeing each other they're now? Complete, it's not just a... They're basically completely seeing each other. Yeah. Wow. He lives with her. They've been living together for a bit. They've been chatting since probably January, February. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty sure she's only doing like lesbian porn now or something like that. But nah, I don't want to get too far into that. <laughs> she's a cool chick, man. She is? One of the best girls I've ever met. Really, really cool chick. Very down to earth, friendly, funny. Just overall really happy girl. Really cool. You got a lot of time for her and Danny. Yeah. Pubsy asks, "Would you ever make a sex tape and upload it? Is that going to ever happen?" A sex tape. <laughs> Very interesting question. Um, when desperate times call, right? I don't even think desperate times. I just think like if I get bored, <laughs> if I get bored of social media, maybe like me and the girl I'm dating, like I don't know, we yeah, we have a bit of fun and um, we've spoken about it, but I haven't spoken about releasing sex tapes and stuff. I don't really want kids to be saying that. But have you ever filmed a sex tape? Have I ever filmed a sex tape? No, I've not filmed a sex tape. <laughs> Very safe answer for, for social. <laughs> no, nah, me, me and my girl have a bit of fun with all that stuff, but I've never really filmed anything. Yeah. Campbell, uh, there's two parts of the question. We've already t sort of touched on one, so um, I'll jump to the second part. Do you think your personality has changed with, uh, with your rise in fame? If anything, I'd say it's changed for the better. Uh, as the years have kind of gone, I've I've matured in many ways. I've learned so much about myself, about the people, about the world. Um, I don't know. It's just humbled me a lot. It's, it's brought me, like it's done the opposite. A lot of social media people get some followers or some fame, whatever it is, you know, all these views and shit and start acting like they're Brad Pitt or Kim Kardashian kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. the wrong way to act. You don't, you don't have, that doesn't last long. If you start acting like that, like you're not going to have a long career in this shit. I think for me, it's done the opposite. It's humbled me. It's just been like, it's blown me away. The amount of people that support me, they get behind what I do and enjoy what I do. So yeah, I'd say like this whole like social media status and name and all this stuff. I think it's it's probably been great for me, for my life and everything else. It's, it's definitely been very stressful and hard and a lot of pressure a lot of the time, but I don't know. I just ride with it. And yeah, it's definitely humbled me about the amount of people that have gotten behind me and support me. Like obviously you can have a lot of people that don't like you and don't support you, but that's just, you know, sad, insecure people who don't like where they are in life. And they turn to trying to bring other people down to make themselves feel better, unfortunately. But you know, that's the world. That's the way the world is and each their own. <laughs> yeah. Cami chops. <laughs> Some interesting names. Cami chops asks, uh, do you think you will ever regret making videos for a living and not choosing a normal job? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Definitely not. How could you? Mate, a... even if social media disappeared right now, never would I regret it because like, no matter what, I'm never going to go and work a job I don't like. It doesn't matter what it is. I'd rather be broke and live on the streets doing shit that makes me happy as opposed to earning money, being told what to do in a job I hate. Let's just put it that way. And I, I get puzzled when people say, oh, you need to get a real job. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> If you're making money and you, it's probably going to be better money than most of these people saying these things, I'd just, I'd encourage them to get a better job. They're the ones whinging about their jobs. Exactly right, man. It's like it's like they're 
telling other people to get better jobs how what, what's what's their jobs you know what are these people doing some of these people could be just working horrible jobs you know and they whinge I, about it every day i you know i've i've been i've been raised and i've grown up in a way that you don't ever judge anybody off what they do for work whether it's a garbage man or mcdonald's or a lawyer or a porn star or an entertainer online or an actor it doesn't matter like if someone's out there working hard doing stuff even if it's not making them happy if they're working a job some people are working horrible jobs that they hate to make money to support their family to support their parents to whatever some people are doing what makes them happy and making little money some people doing what makes them really happy and making lots of money it's just like i've always been raised up sort of just to just to respect people who are working you know it doesn't matter if people are working hard and making money good on them I would never judge anybody about what they do for a job ever in a million years. So. Yeah. Lachlan Groves asks, "What is your health and training routine like? You're a you're a fit bloke. Do you are you, are you strict with? Uh, Hell no. I eat whatever I want. I eat horrible. I don't. I'm very very lucky. Like I'm with to not be overweight or skinny or whatever. You know, I don't eat good. I like I'd say I get on these random stages where I might eat good for a week. And that gives me good shape for like a couple of weeks. But oh man. And then days like today oh, come along where... Mate, I, I'd say 80% of the time I'm eating burgers, pizzas, bacon and eggs, just like burritos. <laughs> I don't eat very good and it's not good. Donuts. Donuts, yeah. A lot of ice cream, a lot of cookies, chocolate, cock. <laughs> but uh, are you pretty strict with gym and working out? I, I, I try to keep consistent with the gym. I try to get in five or six days a week. Even sometimes I get in twice a day. I'll do like a bit of cardio every morning. And I think that's what kind of keeps me somewhat in shape. You know, if I didn't train, I'd probably be a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even train to look good. I just train to feel good. I think if you don't exercise, I just think you're stupid. Like I just, I don't, I don't care what anyone's excuses. Oh, I work from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. I don't get home till 7 p.m. I'm tired. Go out for half an hour walk like make time for it you know i don't care I, i'm busy I, I do a lot of shit like i'm I, I find time to go to the gym twice a day record videos for five or six hours edit for a few hours cook food have phone calls emails meetings the gym you know travel drive i i have a lot of my schedule and i still make time for it because it's just so good for you it's like just so good for your life to, to exercise all right um we'll probably wrap up on this one um nate said so what what was your goal before youtube slash facebook videos we might even swing that around let's talk about your future goals let's uh hmm. let's stop talking about the past what's uh, what's coming in the future yeah man the next the next chapter for me is just to really really go hard on youtube it's the one platform i've never really cared or gone too crazy i've got two million subs which is a good number but i've never really sat down and said yo it's time to record videos for youtube cross promote start blowing that channel up so i'm gonna just go crazy on youtube my aim is to have 10 million subscribers by the end of 20 20 is what year is 2020 it? is next year so 2019 <laughs> yeah so the end of next year i'd like to have 10 million subs yeah so i'm going to push my youtube now i've i've got a good following on facebook i've blown up on there i've made plenty of viral videos instagram the same um yeah all that's left i just want to really go crazy on youtube i want to make some real i want to do content that people that's going to blow people's minds not just the same old oh he pranked his friend or he's a funny little skit or a I want to do some crazy stuff. Like I've got some really, really big ideas. What sort of genre are we talking? Mr. Beast style videos, big videos like that, or what? Yeah, I'd say like Mr. Beast could be a good reference. Like I'm not gonna like probably not so much him. I don't really want to copy anybody to that from their thing. But stuff like you know like what he does, like viral, interesting stuff. Like like who can stay awake for the longest, like for five days or something. Just trying to break records, do stuff that's going to take a lot of time. Even creative things like the time I filled up that car with water and we drove it through a that bottle shop. That was amazing. That's probably one of my favorite videos. That was one of my favorite ones as well. Creative stuff, not just 
crazy dudes fucking each other up and messing with each other and pranking each other and just doing crazy dares like some really high-end like oh shit that's like creative Creative. it's interesting it's funny it's still kind of crazy just do some really interesting content that's kind of the next that's the sort of way i'm going now i've done all the really crazy dares and pranks and stuff over the years when i was a bit younger and that now it's kind of like it's time to transition into something a bit more respected a bit bigger put more money a bit more time a bit more effort and make some well pretty big videos yeah well, mate, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure it's, uh, being on here. <laughs> it's, uh, it, I think it's been good. Uh, people probably get to see bit, a whole bit, different insight to my life. A bit of a different side to you than uh, what they're used to seeing. <laughs> I can release all my energy now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've never been on a podcast and um, hopefully people can learn a bit about me and my life. I appreciate it, mate. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, brother. We'll see you again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching, guys. If you don't happen to follow Jackson's, I'll put all of his links down below. And uh, I'll try to do these podcasts more often. But uh, until next time, I'll see you later. Thanks.